0: All right, Anthony on air podcast. We're back again with another episode. We're back with more gossip on Ghislaine Maxwell. This documentary has aired on Lifetime, two episodes. And one of the creepiest things ever to come out of that is this birthday song. So we'll talk about that. Plus Ghislaine Maxwell's former personal assistant is missing. They do not know where she is. To make this thing, this thing is like following of uh, the plot line of this movie. I swear, you can't see her, but she's here with us. Sabs is on board. Hi, Sabs.
1: Hi, I'm so sorry that you guys can't see me. I know so many of you, <laughs> especially my friend Ann and the crowd over there, is so <laughs> sad that she can't see me.
0: Um, listen, which <laughs> one of these two things do you want to? I know because they have to- they're stuck looking at me, and that's not an easy pill to swallow. Stop. Uh, Which one of these two do you want to start off with first?
1: Um, We have to talk about the birthday song.
0: Okay. So going along with the birthday song, we touched on this guy on the last episode of the podcast. Uh, He was a reporter and a uh, supposed friend of Ghislaine Maxwell. This guy, uh, Christopher Mason. Yeah. So he was the one who gave us the tip that, oh, at one point, Ghislaine wanted to recruit Paris Hilton. And if you missed that episode, it's our last episode. You can get it on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all the podcast networks. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll put a card in the thing. And uh, if you're on Facebook, you got to go to our YouTube channel. So Christopher Mason is back with another nugget of information, which is that At one point, Ghislaine Maxwell asked him to help write a birthday tribute to Jeffrey Epstein for his 40th birthday. Chris says in the documentary, I barely knew him but Ghislaine was very specific about certain phrases and information that had to be in the song. He describes the birthday gathering as six guys wearing black ties, a far cry from being a big party as expected. So now if you get, you know, if you barely know this billionaire and you get invited to this party, you would assume it's going to be like this mega bash, super blowout. Right. Six dudes in tuxedos, which why would you ever, unless I'm going to the the Golden Globes or the Emmys, <laughs> why would anybody be wearing a tuxedo these days? It's crazy. Creepy. Maxwell, Chris Mason says, Maxwell asked me to knock on the door at the appointed hour, walk in, sit on the floor, and perform the song. Mason, during the documentary, read the song out loud, beginning with a fairly innocent quip about Epstein turning 40 and having gray hair. The tone, however, changes as he continues. And I quote, he sure looks older, but it's clear from his smile, the older he gets, the more juvenile. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> um like the fact that she had to work juvenile in this is Ew. is like unto the creepiest degree because it's like you're literally flaunting it with like the secret code language that this guy or other people don't know about at the party at the right. time uh the lyrics continue i was talking about epstein's past as a math teacher at the upscale dalton school they go on to say quote the naughty boy blushes to think of schoolgirls and all of their crushes. <laughs> In the middle of Mason musing about this, he literally stops and goes, God, it seems so creepy, I'm afraid. <laughs> I wonder why he doesn't like, like, I mean, this is like a weird. Yeah. Like, again, I I hate to, like, Monday morning quarterback some of these people, but, uh, you know, six people there, and it's she asks you to write this song, and she gives you, like, the specific lyrics about juvenile. Okay, well, here's the worst one. You ready for this? Let's go. He sure looks older, but it's clear from his smile. The older he gets, the more juvenile. Um, Ghislaine is lavishing him with her affections. She claims he has 24-hour erections. (laughs) if somebody asked you to write now if one of if your friend asked you to write this song right and it's about another friend it's probably not that big of a deal like i couldn't even imagine what our group of friends would put in a song oh god if given the opportunity to it would be horrific
1: i can't imagine what i would write
0: In the song. Yeah, but if I came to you, Janine, and was like, here's this guy that you don't know. Can you write a song for him and and make sure you work in 24 hour erections and more juvenile? (laughs) Wouldn't you be like, what the hell? I don't want to do this.
1: Like, what's wrong with this guy?
0: What is wrong with this guy? And this girl? That's
1: that's creep. Right. That's creepy. Sorry.
0: All All of this stuff I'm like coming to the realization of is like, it just goes to show you more and more how obsessed we are with wealth in this country and how, how bad it can be.
1: Right. Like if you're rich, that's it. Get anything you want. That's it.
0: And it's amazing. Like the, that, that the aura around that and how much people are willing to do just to kind of get near that. It's just like, I don't know. It's very uncomfortable. Like I think about the um, did you watch the the Michael Jackson documentary on HBO with the two guys spilling their guts about yes. being you saw that?
1: Yes, I did.
0: That one was so rough because the the parents are in that. And yes, like,
1: I agree. Like, how 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 can you let your little son hang out with a man? Yeah. Have sleepovers, have sleepovers. And you're right. It's because he was rich, that's it
0: and they rich get and famous and they get like uh it's almost like it, it's it's intoxicating it's like they get drunk on like the limos and the nice hotel rooms and the vacations and the you know that they they're willing to like let their guard down so much that something like this could like actually happen to their child it's, it's messed up man
1: right, it's, and I'm sure like when these kids, like they look back at their parents and then like how did you let me do this? You know? Like, yeah. How did you let me go to this man's house, sleep with him in the same bed? Come on. Come on.
0: I don't know. And again, I, I, like, I find this more and more the, like, the more. the more I like most of my career as a broadcaster has been done in New York. Right. So I feel like there's a certain attitude and there's a certain, like, what are you trying to pull on me all the time with us?
1: <laughs> it's true. You know what I that mean? true.
0: But the, the more I, I, the more like the podcast goes and everything, and I hear from people all around the world and all around the country, I don't know if everybody's necessarily built like that.
1: Right. Like, I do always think that someone has an ulterior motive. I do. I'm all the time. Sorry. Every All single time. time, it
0: doesn't matter. I don't care if Make a Wish came to me and was like, and here's a million dollars." I'd right. be like, "What are you getting at? What do, what's this? What's the angle what's, here?
1: What's the issue?"
0: Yeah, what's this thing? And you probably couldn't find a nicer organization on the planet than Make a Wish, <laughs> right. and I'd still be like, "What is your problem?"
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> See, oh.
0: I don't know if that's an Italian thing or if that's a New <laughs> Yorker thing or if that's an Italian New Yorker thing. I'm not. I, I don't oh, know. The-
1: Maybe an Italian New Yorker thing. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So if if like my kid came to me and was like, guess what? (laughs) This pop star says we can go away on vacation with him. I would be like, you've got to have a clear head. There's no way.
1: Yeah. Sorry.
0: And even if I were to let my guard down enough to like cave to my kid, I would never for a second let him out of my sight that would be the condition it would be like i am with you at all times
1: right oh same here you know creep creep it's like that other story too um what was it the girl who was kidnapped um she was an actress not so famous but she was kidnapped by her father's friend i think he had money and that's like like he slept in the bed with her? Like, what What are you doing? Do you remember that story?
0: I, it vaguely sounds familiar. It wasn't that long ago.
1: Right. But it's just like weird things. People are weird, especially when it comes to money.
0: Super weird. And you know what's weirder? I feel like the more we have the internet, the more we hear about all these stories and the more these things come out, it's like, you really, it's, you should know better by now. You know what I right. mean?
1: Like, how do you how do you get yourself into this situation? Sorry.
0: Seriously. I'm at the point now where my kids are never, ever going to a sleepover party ever.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Nothing good ever comes from a sleepover party ever.
1: No, no. I, I You want to hear something funny about a sleepover. Yeah. This is real quick. I remember one of my first sleepovers. I slept by this girl's house and it was like 10 girls sleeping there. And her oldest sister had her friends sleep in there. And there was like guys there and they were watching the bodyguard. And I remember I had to go to the bathroom. So when I left the bathroom, I heard Whitney Houston say something like, yeah, but you'll fuck me. And I was like, oh, my God. I hope my mother doesn't find out that I saw this part. (laughs) I don't even well, i don't remember why i was like oh my god oh my god please no one tell my mother like what a fucking dork am i really and now I, look at me uh, i asked my mother how, how many times she bangs my father a week
0: <laughs> in walmart too did you do that in walmart or target or something
1: oh yeah i always do that like when she bends when she bends down in the store i go <laughs> <sighs>
0: That's oh. hysterical. Yeah, no, it's true though. Like I can remember, like even I was, I was at the most innocent, you know, sleepover party. Like I, you'd, you'd stay up the whole night. Even that ain't good for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. As exactly. a kid, you know. Oh, I remember, God. I, I did a sleepover once. I stayed up all night long. I think I drank like four two-liter bottles of Mountain Dew. <laughs> which I don't know if you know Why? this, but. I don't know. It was
1: a sperm count. What, what? What is it? It
0: does it, it like it stops you from peeing. I couldn't pee. I just couldn't pee.
1: What is it with guys in Mountain Dew? Because my, you know, Nick used to always fucking drink Mountain Dew and it was the most disgusting drink. I'd be like, what's wrong with you?
0: It was it's 12 year old boy crack when you were in the it 90s. Is. That's what it, it was. <laughs> but I remember after the next day, like the next day. So we're up 24 hours and then somebody got tickets to a Yankee game. And so I wound up going and sitting in the top section, the top level. It's 115 degrees. It's like the hottest day of the year. I was baking and I was just sweating Mountain Dew out of my pores because I couldn't pee. It was just the worst, (laughs) the worst day of my life. So the moral of the story here, kids, is nothing good comes from sleepover parties ever. But that's where you would break out your cursing at first, I feel like, because you couldn't curse in school necessarily. The teachers around.
1: Yeah. No, you know? definitely, definitely. And, it, and
0: if you were like at at somebody's house, like you know what I hate about society now? We used to go over our, our friend's house. Now there's play dates. Like, could we just keep it with the like, Oh,
1: I go. hate that. I hate that term.
0: Yeah. If somebody says play to play me. Date? If somebody says to me, "You want to set up a play date with my kid?" I'd be like, "No, get away from me." But if you want them to come over and hang out, they could do that. But no play I do, dates.
1: I do cringe when I see that word. Like, there's a lot of words on my list that I do not like. And that not that it just it's cringeworthy. It's up there with moist. It is. Ugh. Yep.
0: <laughs> all right, so moist play date. Exactly. And then Epstein's 24 hour re- uh, erections. That's where I'm going to keep it all. All right. <laughs> let's go to part two here. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell had a personal assistant. She was also an actress. Go figure. Mm. Uh, I looked her up She wasn't in anything good Her IMDB has like three entries on it And I never heard of one of those movies Um, (laughs) Her name is Emmy Taylor Spelled with an E-R Instead of O-R Yeah, fancy Interesting Um, Being described as a potential key witness In Maxwell's criminal case uh, In the U.S. She is currently, quote Not in the country now Uh, And her whereabouts are unclear Oh, so this person was the personal assistant for Ghislaine Maxwell and is gone missing. They don't know where she is. Now, the sources who told this to the Sun, who seems to be getting a lot of the scoops on these things, the Daily Mail and the Sun are like all over this.
1: I know <laughs> they must hate
0: this Prince Andrew because the British media is so all over this case like nobody's been. They're getting the scoops on everything.
1: They do hate him.
0: I mean, they, they want to nail, they want to nail him, Epstein, her. I feel like they're just, they're out for blood more so than a lot of other people that probably should be. I agree. Um, Taylor's whereabouts are unclear. Epstein's accusers have claimed that again, claimed allegedly Taylor <laughs> claimed. taught them how to massage the multimillionaire pedophile and that Maxwell even referred to her as her quote slave end quote.
1: Oh God. Oh God.
0: Taylor worked as Maxwell's personal assistant, was also named in court filings among Epstein's pals who flew on his so-called private jet, the so-called Lolita Express, Uh, at the time he was allegedly trafficking girls. Prosecutors in the U.S. are reportedly looking to question Taylor, were reportedly looking to question Taylor last year around the time Epstein committed suicide in jail while locked up on sex trafficking charges. Her brother-in-law at the time said she was, quote, distraught, to have end quote to have been linked to the registered sex offender yeah. what's going on here j because i i mean this kind of to me feels like you know we, we talked about like the gardener and uh you know the chef like people that were not directly involved but there right I mean, here's a person, personal assistant, you know, you're basically running the calendar or whatever, making the phone calls. And some of the people who are accusing him are saying she was in on showing them how to give them massages.
1: I mean, has to be. There had to be someone who complied with it and was fine with doing this because I'm sure she made a lot of money. So there you go.
0: Had to make a ton of money and then popped up into movies. And again, I'm not saying that she's talentless because I haven't seen her work, but she's been like, according to her IMDb, she's been in. OK, oh my, I got it right here. She's been in three films, one in 2005, one in 2009 and the other one in 2012.
1: Oh, so like right after. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Two of, two of them were short films and not an actual feature film.
1: Well, I'm sure she got those because of him.
0: And in Bon Appetit, her first short film in 2005, she played Sexy Vixen. Oh, come on. She didn't even, <laughs> didn't even have a name. Ironically, in Murder Inside of Me and then The Water's Edge, she played a character called Kira both times, if you could believe that.
1: <laughs> Were they on Skinamax? Just wondering.
0: I don't even know if they were good enough to make it there. To be perfectly honest with you, judging well, judging by these uh, these film covers, these uh, posters, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so they were, baby, maybe D movies.
0: I mean, this person. I feel again, like I feel like everybody who was involved with this needs to be hauled in and questioned thoroughly, and then you know let the justice system decide on whether or not they uh, they need to face any further penalty. But the personal assistant uh, mm-hmm. kinda should be in custody, I feel.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Missing though. So that's
0: it. That's I mean, so that's the latest saga. As if we couldn't get any more crazier, now the personal assistant's missing. So Great. <laughs> Her and Carmen San Diego are still on the hunt for, but I think I think if we find the warrant, we can get it all done. You know what I'm saying, Janine? Right. Let's go. We got to bring in that group. Who was that group that sang Rockapella? Was it Rockapella?
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> 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 all right. We'll,
0: we'll leave it there. I think it was Rockapella. I was right. It was Rockapella. You got it. Now you got
1: that Google machine.
0: We got that Google machine. And now everybody has Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego in their head, even though we didn't play a lick of it.
1: Nope. Where in the world is coming, San
0: Diego? All right. We'll leave it there. Uh, JSABS, it was great to hear from you. We hope to see you next time.
1: I, I have going to have my personal assistant help me <laughs> <laughs> with that and a few other things.
0: Okay. I'm not going to ask any questions, but uh... don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. If you made it this far, appreciate it. So, by the way, I'm shocked. Our numbers are so great across the board, podcast and YouTube. I'm shocked at how many people are actually consuming the entire podcast. Like it's so wonderful to see. So thank you, if oh, you continue you. to make it this far. Yes, from all of us, uh, AnthonyAir.com has all our links and information. If you uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcast, that would be great. But you can find us on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all the other major networks. Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to follow like and subscribe and uh we'll see you the next time
1: see ya